Welcome to the Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, brought to you by Altrus. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Our guest today is the co-founder of Mana Up and dozens of other things. She is Melly James. Melly, normally I would read out a huge long bio for people, but I just feel like today I would just love to get into chatting with you um, and see where the conversation goes. You've done so much in the the field of entrepreneurship um, and as a woman. Sometimes nowadays I hate to even say that, like to say as a woman you've done this, <laughs> but it's still relevant, right? You've been recognized by Entrepreneur Magazine as one of five women to watch. You're one of eight women leaders who are disrupting entrepreneurship. Um you worked in Silicon Valley for more than 10 years where you founded and co-founded numerous startups. Um, and of course, Mana Up is really known as a Hawaii-based product accelerator. Um, what should we talk about first? What I would like to know is you're a graduate of Punahou. Yes. Um, and obviously, we were born and raised in Hawaii. What were you like as a young girl, as a young woman? Were you the little girl that was always like pretending you were running your own business? Were you you know, making your dolls like be business people. What were you like when you were younger? Yeah, I would definitely say I wasn't like this entrepreneur girl running around, like starting all the lemonade stands right. and doing all the things. Um, I really didn't find kind of my entrepreneurial or didn't start my entrepreneurial journey until I was in my late 20s. So as a young girl here, I mean, I was definitely an athlete. I would, um, I think I had a lot of confidence and I also really advocated for myself um, and I kind of beat to my own drum. Um, not that I wasn't, didn't have a lot of friends, but I really just felt confident in my decision-making um, and ability to decide what I did and didn't want to do. So I think that was a kind of a vein around entrepreneurship, around, you know, some risk-taking and that confidence um, and continuing to build my network um, wherever I was that were kind of lend itself to some of my success today, with which what I lean on all the time. Now, where did that confidence come from then? What kind of a family did you grow up in? Were you given a lot of 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 uh, positive affirmations the whole time you were growing up? I got an award for everything I did. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I have great parents um, that have been together since high school and high school sweethearts and uh, have a younger sister. So it, it could possibly be I was the oldest child. Um, so definitely <laughs> having to forge ahead with different things I wanted to do. But yeah, I had a great childhood, um, played tennis. I played tennis at Punahou, um, did paddling in the summers. So I think a really idyllic and wonderful uh, place that I felt I had the ability and support to make these decisions um, and and get to do uh, what I what I felt like I wanted to do. So you leave Hawaii, go to Silicon Valley. You're there for a decade uh, during a period where Silicon Valley is super active. There's all kinds of startups happening. What was that like being in that community at that time when the creativity and entrepreneurship was really being encouraged? I mean, everybody was starting something, right? Yes. Yeah, so interestingly, I was there doing during two like dot com busts, but then also during some high points as well. So I think that helped me with that kind of agility and being able to navigate quickly um, when things were shifting, whether that be the economy, opportunities, funding. Um, but it was a very interesting time in that it was my first entree into entrepreneurship and seeing that if you have an idea, 
if you have that chutzpah, if you've got that hustle, um, that you can really make anything happen from a business standpoint. I think that's what really made me fall in love with entrepreneurship was it doesn't matter what the idea is or what industry it is, it's in. Um, you can create a business and ultimately be able to create jobs, opportunity, sustainable livelihood, um, and a life that makes sense for you. And obviously that was the bones and the beginning of Mana Up. Um, it was. It was the bones in that I fell in love with the idea of innovation and entrepreneurship and we could create industry from all these different ideas. But it also lent itself to my frustration when I did graduate from college where I didn't feel like I could move home to Hawaii, that there was an opportunity for me here because I wanted to do something different. So, you know, unless you were going to do more of a traditional job path here, I felt, well, I have to go to the mainland. And so I felt like that was forced for me to do, um, which again, I had a, a great time, but I felt like that wasn't a choice. I had to do it. Um, and so I always felt like I wanted to come home and help build an innovation ecosystem and help contribute to an entrepreneur you know, community that could be like Silicon Valley. Um, and I actually don't believe now we can be exactly Silicon Valley because I think we need to really play into our strengths, our regional strengths, and that's very different. Um, but that's not to say we can't have an environment where ideas can come to life and we can create business and opportunity and jobs from them. And, you know, it seems like post-pandemic, it seems in 2020, all of a sudden people, and I, and I perhaps not in the tourist industry as much, where you would have expected it to change, but other businesses started to think, we really have to get serious here about training homegrown talent. There seems to have been a lot of initiatives starting to come out of, of the 2020 you know, world upset that have made leaders look a bit more seriously at the fact that we need to find out what are our strengths in Hawaii and how do we play to them? How do we educate to them? Absolutely. And that was really how Mana Up was formed and was looking at, you know, what are our regional strengths, competitive advantage um, that we can leverage to, you know, create businesses that not only make sense to start here, but stay here and thrive here. And so when I started Mana Up with my co-founder, Brittany Hyde, I really looked at, you know, what is that? What is that strength? What is that brand? And so it was that brand of Hawaii that I felt um, hadn't been elevated and leveraged as much to create more homegrown businesses. We, on the flip side, we have all these companies that are leveraging, you know, the brand of Hawaii that have nothing to do with yes. Hawaii, like Maui Chips is a Frito-Lay company. Macadamia Nuts, we won't mention any names. Yeah, but. there's just like, there's all these different companies making millions of dollars. And these huge companies are spending millions in market research. That market research is telling them Hawaii sells. Yet on the other side, we've got, we've always had great entrepreneurs here. We've had great products, valuable and just really high quality products, but they haven't been able to get the resources, mentorship and access to capital to help them grow into larger businesses that can then create these opportunities and jobs here in the islands. And so when Brittany and I really started thinking about creating an accelerator, creating an economic development initiative that could make sense for Hawaii and be different, we thought about consumer packaged goods companies that are elevating the brand because they're in such a great form um, in CPG. So we only work with consumer packaged goods companies that are elevating the brand of Hawaii. They have to be in the retail, value-add food space, health and beauty, or home. They have to be headquartered here. Over 100000 in annual revenue, so they're a little bit farther along than like pure startup, mm -hmm. ready to scale. Um, they have to be good for export and want to grow past just servicing the local market, so actually selling nationally or possibly even internationally. And most of the people that you work with now in Mana Up 
when they first come to you, well, actually, do they come to you or do you identify them? So we do a call for applications once a year. Uh, we get over 100 applicants every every call we do. And it's incredible just to see how many people have actually even started companies during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So we just did an application review. We, we just launched Cohort 7. We now have 74 companies in the portfolio. So seven cohorts later. Um, and a third of the companies that applied this year had actually started in the last 18 months. Wow. Um, and tracking really nicely to be hitting even our revenue minimums, which is exciting to see. I think multiple reasons why people are starting business. You know, obviously we're diversifying our economy. Um, people are thinking now or never, I want to go for my dream. Yes. Or maybe they got laid off. There's a million reasons, but it's still exciting to see people are taking um, their ideas and lives in their own hands and and doing something about it. And so we were, were really thrilled just even our record-breaking number of applications this round and a lot of the applicants actually come from recommendations from past cohort members. So that's great that when they're sharing their experience and how um, impactful it was, that it's then lending itself to more companies wanting to apply. I think you're so right that the pandemic has shown us, it sh- it's shone a light on so many people's lives, both positively and negatively. And people are looking at their life and saying, I want more for myself, for my community, and for Hawaii, I want to stay here and I want to work here. And the entrepreneurship method is one way I think people are turning to, but it's not easy. Um, and I think what you see a lot in Hawaii is people with great ideas and a wonderful product and, and a desire to do something, but not the confidence and not the wherewithal and certainly not the financial help. Tell us a little bit about Mana Up and how you are able to work with people where you see the potential, but you know that they need more of that kind of entrepreneurial, you know, whatever it is. Perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So we, it's a six month program. Uh, we select 10 to 12 companies every round. And um, we really look at, you know, what are the bottlenecks? What are the challenges with their particular business? So our accelerator, which really is a business program to help the companies solve their business challenges to, to grow um, there's there we do workshops. A lot of them are skills based training. So really looking at digital marketing, e commerce. That was a very um, in the forefront during the pandemic, where everything kind of switched to online, direct to consumer. A lot of companies were selling to retail, especially in tourist areas, because we had 10 million people coming here a year. Right. But when that bottomed out for a while, um, it really forced people to think about other channels. And that online channel is really powerful because really the world becomes your audience as opposed to just people that can physically come here. You know, tourism is, of course, a big piece of our economy, but I believe that the brand of Hawaii is bigger than tourism. Tourism is just a part of it. And so when you think about those people that it it is, it's a globally loved brand. It's an aspirational brand. When people come here 25 years ago and they had their honeymoon or they hope to come here someday and save up to afford it, there's a million reasons that people know Hawaii, love Hawaii. And want to stay connected to Hawaii. And so when you think about e-commerce and that ability to sell and bring in new dollars into our state through online purchasing, it really becomes this bigger piece of bringing in new dollars into our state to create that multiplier for our economy. Um, but when you, we think about our program, we have workshops. Um, we have a lot of leaders coming in. Um, for example, we had Ed Schultz coming in um, who had started Honolulu Coffee Company mm-hmm. and is now at the helm of Hawaiian Host you know, really creating that perspective of thinking big. Um, how do you think bigger about your business? Um, we also have a lot of curated part of the program. So we do a deep dive with each company. We go to their facility for two hours, really get into the guts of like what's going on um, and create a, a, a plan with the business. So we do one-on-ones every week. 
with resources, mentorship, introductions that help them very specifically for their business versus what we may be doing with another company. So there's, you know, challenges around packaging, finance, um, legal, marketing, um, narrative, and the narrative is a big piece of our program. How are we telling the stories of the entrepreneurs and their amazing products? Because that's half the battle. You you could have a great product, but if nobody knows about it and you're not succinctly telling that exciting story and that, that connection to Hawaii and, and yourself, um, I think that's what's really kind of creating that tailwind right now for businesses. People are looking for that transparency and authenticity. They're flipping over the package. What's in this? Who's the founder? What do they stand yeah, for? Does it resonate with me? And I think those are all really around the why now. Why is why now? Why this is working and, and things are continuing to take off. There's a real tailwind happening with global trends. Can you tell us a couple of, I mean, I'm sure every brand is your favorite, but tell us a couple of stories that would really illustrate how Mana Up takes a brand and and encourages it, the growth. I mean, one of your ideal stories. Yeah, so I would say um, a great example is uh, Manoa Chocolate. So Manoa Chocolate is a great company based in Kailua, mm-hmm. you know, really building the local cacao industry here. Um, and so through some of our partnerships, um, like with Hawaiian Airlines and DFS, um, really creating that opportunity for more storytelling and giving these smaller businesses an opportunity to uh, have bigger shelf life or not, not shelf life, but more shelf uh, exposure. Um, and so through our partnership, like with DFS, I'm creating a whole section of the store that was around storytelling and around local products. And so what that did for a company like Manoa Chocolate was literally like quadruple sales um, almost overnight because it was an opportunity for them to enhance that storytelling from a local actual entrepreneur um, and, and be able to really expand. I would say in addition to that, a, a great a great story is with our partnership with Hawaiian Airlines. Um, we have our our channel on the airline. We also have a Meet the Makers series that we're doing um, in collaboration with their Hawaiian Airlines uh, World Elite credit card, their Bank of Hawaii credit card. So I'm actually going to be going over to uh, film um, later this week uh, to do uh, a Meet the Makers series with Pono Potions um, that we're going to be telling, doing storytelling on live kind of Facebook where we have people coming in from all over the world asking questions and the entrepreneur gets to share their story. So really it's about creating these opportunities with corporate. I think a lot of corporates try to work more closely with local um, but it's been challenging because there's a lot of, um, whether it's inconsistency with volume or not being able to keep up or just uh, communication. So what Mana Up has also become is really like a vetting agent and a communication agent to help connect these local companies with bigger corporate because there's so many opportunities that our local businesses and local corporate want to create for a small business. It's a very exciting time, I think, to be, I mean, we still are post-pandemic. There's a lot of global issues that are affecting people and you can look at it in one way and say gosh there's a there's a lot of challenges ahead but I think what I see is that there's an awful lot of optimism and there's a lot there's this just generation of people who believe that their product and their story and their involvement with it has value that people want you know young people are they don't want to buy something that's just all corporate anymore they want something to have meaning and value and i think in hawaii there's kind of a sense of that among the makers community among the the food community you know and in my business among the restaurant community 
while a lot of people are older and have been affected by the pandemic and are tired and, and want to get out, there's just this whole other section of people who are like, let's go, let's do a better restaurant than you've ever seen. Let's do you mm-hmm. know a better bar. Do you feel that? I mean, do you get a sense of that optimism, even though times are, are still quite difficult? Absolutely. And I think we've um, proven that many of these product-based businesses can um, actually grow during the pandemic. So we do an economic impact report every year um, and found that over 50% of our companies grew in 2020. So what was happening was even though tourism was shifting, going lowering, um, a lot of our economies is really connected to tourism because of e-commerce and direct-to-consumer. And we shifted gears heavily with our skills-based training in that arena. They actually grew because of this online audience. Now that tourism's coming back, their their revenue is actually growing even more. So they're kind of doubling and tripling. So it's been neat to see um, that, you know, consumer packaged goods, elevating the brand of Hawaii that are based here, have great stories, um, you know, are can leverage tourism. But it also that the fact that the world is this audience that loves Hawaii, that wants to buy things. Um, and so we're not just tied to tourism. So we're seeing these companies growing. I think you're totally right. Looking at micro brands and looking at, um, you know, more global trends around consumers wanting to buy more micro brands as opposed to legacy brands, which was maybe 10 years ago. You had your tried and true, your normal, like you go to the grocery store, get your Colgate, whatever. Um, now people are seeking out micro brands. And of course, we've got these beautiful iPhones in our hands. And in moments, take a couple clicks, you're on someone's Instagram and you can see like, what are their values? What do they stand for? Does this resonate with me? And those are the stories that we absolutely have to be on um, and telling those stories because that's how people are making their purchasing decision making. Yeah. And I think it's so refreshing to see in young people, like I saved a bottle the other day from a company I love. Um, it's just a really special glass bottle. I love this company. I love where they come from. To call the labels off. And I repurposed it. I put balsamic vinegar in it. And I thought that would be nice sitting on the kitchen. And my son, who's 17, came in and immediately went, oh, mom, I'm so glad you kept that bottle. I love that company. And I'm like, you know, years ago, a 17-year-old is never going to notice that you've recycled something from a company that you feel really strongly about. And he was absolutely over the moon. He's like, oh, thank you so much for doing that. That's so great. And I think that's kind of a difference in that how much attention the younger generation is paying to what we buy and where they spend their money. Mm-hmm. And who the entrepreneurs are behind the business. Right. And there's not this black cloak of, you know, you don't know. And you don't know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah and you, they want to know. They want to they ask the questions. And so that's just been really neat to see again from another tailwind standpoint, like that, that younger generations especially are making those purchasing decisions that way. I mean, it's so funny. I you think about these, you know, younger generation where they're buying like the $5 kombucha. And then we see Gen X, you know, and baby boomer, we're still buying the 50 cent diet Coke, mm-hmm. right? There's just like this right. incredible difference. Um, and also making that $5 kombucha decision based on, again, who, who is the founder? What are the ingredients? Yep. Where is this from? What do they stand for? Does this, does this resonate with me from, um, wh- how are they contributing back to the community? And I think that's a big issue. That's a big opportunity as well that we also focus on with our companies is what is your give back to Hawaii? Um, and how are we as business owners, we as our business community, um, taking that into our own hands and being able to make those decisions, be able to write those checks um, as the as the companies grow um, to to make those contributions um, that are going to make that impact. 
So in that vein, what do you need? What do the what does the business, the bigger business community in Hawaii, what do they need to do to continue the success of Mana Up? I mean, there must be areas that you still can see we need help here. We need this. Yes, there's a few ways. One, um, there's opportunity to support locals. So when you're doing your corporate gifting, Christmas gifts, um, to be sure you're buying local. And actually, Mana Up, we do have corporate gifting arm. Um, so we are absolutely would love to help anyone looking to be mm-hmm. purchasing local. Um, and of course, we have little cards that tell the stories of the entrepreneurs with each product. So I think no matter if it's with Mana Up or with a local company, um, to, be, to be making those decisions to seek out where your dollars can go that's local to, cr- to support more here. I'd say also with the mentorship programs or being able to be a mentor um, and come in um, and, and provide some expertise, I think that's really, really important as well. One area we've always had challenges, we don't have a lot of seasoned executives and seasoned entrepreneurs that a lot of our entrepreneurs that are younger, that are earlier in their career um, to be able to reach out to. Um, and so I think it's important uh, that people really think about how they can um, be accessible um, and also where their dollars are going, that they have opportunity to make decisions for purchasing. Mentorship is always a great way forward. And how can people reach you? If someone's listening right now and they're, you know, the president of XYZ Corporation and they really are inspired by you, um, how can they get in touch with you? So they can get in touch with me by emailing us at aloha at com. And I will get that email. Now, as a, this will have to be my last question because we're, we've run over our time. What? Um, already? We, already. <laughs> um, so I know that part of being an entrepreneur is, you know, that you're constantly, you have lots of great ideas and the excitement is in, you know, starting that up and seeing it grow and producing something. Obviously today you're involved in the much bigger picture of doing that for everyone else. Um, do you still, are you still, is your creative brain still always working? Are you still always having your own ideas? Like, Absolutely. So when we started Mana Up, we started as just the accelerator. Um, Brittany and I always knew the company would continue to evolve based on the needs of the entrepreneurs. So it's been exciting over the past few years. Not only have we launched a fulfillment center, um, and that was really to help the companies with their e-commerce needs because they were fulfilling boxes and that wasn't really what they were based on. So we opened a fulfillment center. We've also launched a venture fund um, to support companies with their capital needs. Um, So we launched a $6.3 million venture fund to um, invest in companies that are looking for capital. So my entrepreneurial journey is absolutely still in full swing. I I do still feel like um, Mana Up is, um, it is my baby, um, but it's also continuing to evolve. And you have to keep your eyes and ears open. You have to have that learning mentality, that ownership mentality, be able to take risks, be agile, and continue to build network. And so those are all the things I've always done as an entrepreneur and I continue to do as Mana Up just continues to evolve and get even more and more exciting. It's all very exciting. It's, it's so, thank you for coming in. It was so lovely to chat with you. Yeah, thank and you, Jo. Please come back and we can do an update on some of, maybe some of your, your favorite startups, you know, and how they're doing and, and see how we can support them. But yes, please come back when you next have time. Thank you. Melly James is the co-founder of Mana Up and the president of Hawaii Venture Capital Association. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, which I'm sure you have, thank you so much for being with us. All of these episodes are available on your favorite podcast app, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Chamber's own website, cochawaii.org. Please subscribe after you 
get there. And if you can take some time to leave a review because your review definitely encourages other people to listen. And when they listen, that helps the business community and it just starts off a chain. Thank you so much for listening. You have been listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, presented by Altris. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Join us next time for more stories of Hawaii's business. 